the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show, an interview program about gender discovery and acceptance. I'm your host, Emily. This week's guest is Erin, a cisgender female and wife to Anna B. Queerly, a former guest on the show. Hi, Erin. Hello. So how long have you and Anna been together? Oh, <laughs> you're going to make me do math again. Um, well, we met, oh my gosh, I'm bad at years, but we, we've been married for four years. That's okay. that I know for sure. <laughs> And so let's, let's, so we let's probably do... met three years before that. Okay. But yes, yeah. <laughs> so we're at about like seven then. Yeah, more <laughs> or less. Uh, she'll tell me if it's wrong. <laughs> One of the things that I'm I'm super excited about for this episode is having a spouse on of a transgender person, and the reason is is that. As a trans person, one of the most difficult things is coming out. And on top of that, one of the most difficult parts of coming out is coming out to your spouse. It's the one that they're most, they have the most fear about, the most trepidation. So I'm excited to be able to get your perspective of that, the perspective of the partner. I'm excited to get it. <laughs> when did Anna officially come out to you? Oh, yeah. Um, that's a very, that's a, kind of a difficult question because um, actually, even before we were dating, we had talked about it in a way so honestly like probably then um which would have been i don't know a couple of months before we probably started dating um she told me that you know she had these feelings of like wanting to be a woman so i guess it's like the coming out moment but it wasn't like i'm trans you know it, it took some time for her to get there and, and mm -hmm. for me too well, I think that's probably very different than a lot of people's experience <laughs> with their spouses, but uh, I think it really helped our relationship to like always be, you know, having been open about that from the very beginning, even before we were um, dating each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's that's great. Makes it a lot easier. How <laughs> yeah. did that did that topic come up? Um, I don't remember how it came up. I think we were talking about how we liked each other mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and just sort of talking about our feelings. And, you know, I wasn't really ready to date someone at that moment. So I was talking about that for myself and, and she was talking about herself and told me this. I think maybe she told me because she wanted me to know if we started dating. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, we were just, we were having a heart to heart, I guess. That's how it came. And how did that initial discussion go from your perspective? Was there any, were, did you have any trepidations? Did you have any fears? Like what kind of kicked in for you at that moment? Um, yeah, definitely. I would say like, you know, we, were, we weren't dating yet. And I think when I heard that, it was, a, it was a surprise and probably, I, I started to rethink it, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't date, you know, um, but we did. <laughs> Obviously, it went well. Um, yeah, so it, I don't know if fear is the right word. I don't think I had anything to be afraid of at that time. You know, I hadn't made any commitments, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, definitely, like, it made me question what I wanted, I guess, yeah. Did you sit down and, and do a ton of research? Did you know anything about what, what being transgender was? I mean, I know she didn't present it as being transgender. Right. 
I probably didn't know very much about it at that time. And no, I don't think I did do research about it. I sort of just took her word for it. You know, she spoke into professionals about it. So I sort of thought she knew more about it than I did, uh, which obviously, like, maybe I should have done some research, but I didn't. I think she explained it well, so okay. <laughs> I was able to understand, I guess. So she was at a point when she came out to you where she had enough understanding of, of herself. Maybe she wasn't fully ready to come out as trans, but she knew yeah. enough of it to be able to, to have that conversation. That mm-hmm. that, yeah. that makes it kind of easy and, and makes it lucky for you. Definitely, I yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it definitely made the transition easier for me because... I was there like every step of the way, pretty much. Um, Of course, she had this realization before meeting me. And so maybe that was the coming out moment of like, hey, this is a thing about myself that I'm dealing with and that is true. Uh, And I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) that's good to know. (laughs) But from then on, like every step in the transition, like we did together. Mm Mm-hmm. So did you proceed with the dating from a, a dating perspective? I know you weren't ready for a relationship, but, but did you kind of think that maybe you were just going down the just friends route or was that how you guys approached the relationship in general? <laughs> I started to remember and like piece timelines together. Um, yeah, definitely at the time, like I think the thing I had been saying in that conversation was like, I like you, but we need to just be friends for now. Yeah. Uh, but then... Yeah, it didn't work that way. <laughs> we tried to just be friends, but like we clearly loved each other. So. <laughs> yeah, so we started dating, I think, uh, pretty quickly after that. It's probably just a couple of months, but yeah, we were like, let's hang out and like be friends. And then it's just like, oh, we're, we're dating now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had a, actually a similar story with my last relationship it was the same type of thing I told her that um, I, you know at that, that time I was identifying as a cross-dresser and um, she wasn't comfortable with it she kind of couldn't deal with it and she's like maybe we should just be friends and then so we we did some friends things and we're pretty soon we're like yeah this this friends thing isn't gonna work is it <laughs> it's not gonna work actually that is a beautiful story um, yeah I think the reason that I wasn't ready for a relationship wasn't because of this it wasn't like oh that's news hold the brakes I mean that that may have happened I don't know but it was it was just my own personal uh the place where I was in personally like I I I need to be single for a minute like (laughs) um but yeah um I think that's that's beautiful and I think that's sort of how it goes right you think maybe it's you're not comfortable with it but you're like you know what I really like you I like spending time with you and I think you're beautiful so let's keep hanging out you know (laughs) I think part of the trouble in coming out to a spouse, I think the trouble to coming out to anyone, but especially the, the partner that you're with, yeah. is the natural inclination for us to jump all the way to the end, yes. you know, the, the far out scenario, the worst case scenario. Did you find yourself doing that or how did you kind of avoid doing that and just go with the in the moment, mm-hmm. enjoying that? Well, at, the, at that time, I think it wasn't, we weren't connecting those dots um but later on certainly like uh when anna started to transition you know like seriously then of course yeah you start to think of like where is this gonna end what's the worst case scenario you know nobody plans to get divorced or expects to get divorced but it happens and you have to like 
I'm, I'm not so proud as to think that I'm like just above that just because I, I don't know, am more serious than other people. That doesn't seem right. So, you know, you have to acknowledge that like, you don't know what's going to happen. And, and of course you do fear that. I, I don't know if I avoided thinking about it. I think uh, you have to consider it, but what we did was honestly just communicate about it and say like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to be okay with any step of this person. Uh, I can't say that I'm like going to be okay with it or that I'm not going to be okay with it. Honestly, like (laughs) the example that you just said, I think kind of shows that, you know, you think like, I'm not okay with that, but Mm -hmm. then actually you are, you know, (laughs) um, you can't make promises about how you're going to feel in the future. You can't say like, okay, everything's going to be good. But you also can't say, I'm never going to be okay with this. Because if you try to be, it's totally, absolutely possible. It's not the right thing to do either of those. To say, no, yes. I can never accept this. Yeah. And I can accept all of this. And yeah, let's go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Both ways, you're putting yourself in a corner that's going to make you feel trapped Mm. uh so absolutely i think that you know we kind of took it one step at a time and it it was helpful for me that anna said like okay you know if something's not comfortable with you we can kind of press pause on that we can talk about that and i think the scariest things are you know the ones that can't be reversed (laughs) Mm. but uh yeah, you just you take it one step at a time. And it's like, I mean, it probably helps that I'm a, a progressive person. <laughs> but some things that we associate with femininity are, there's nothing, you know, biological or like, it's, it's just social. Like, mm-hmm. like you say, like cross-dresser. Like what, you know, what makes a dress for women and not for men? Just society. Uh, so it's like, if you look at, you know, even just history and cultures, like, Males in all sorts of cultures wear skirts or dresses or makeup. And they have even in our own culture and history, right? Mm. Uh, So it's like if I don't think it's wrong for a man to wear eyeliner, lipstick, or have nail polish or wear a skirt, what's the the next thing? And why is that wrong? I never believed any of it was wrong. (laughs) I want to say, you know, it's it's just sort of like you, you don't know what you will be comfortable with, but ultimately it's like those lines are not really real Mm -hmm. it feels like if you imagine the end then it's over some sort of line but when you take it one step at a time you discover you're looking for the line and you're like oh i never found it for most people transitioning is an inherently slow process (laughs) um maybe not for everyone but uh i think uh, you know even just going through the process works like it takes time to Mm -hmm. change your name it takes time to like apply for things so uh you know that gives me a lot of time too it doesn't happen overnight got a question from the audience was was it animal it was it anna's incredible charisma and humor that made it easier to adapt to changes or was it your shared faith or a combination (laughs) i don't i mean she is incredibly charismatic but i don't think that was it um it's a very good question i think it was love honestly um and commitment i think both of those things the fact that we are both like fully committed to our marriage and each other first is important i do believe that in a marriage like both people have to be willing to put the other person number one 
always. And it has to go both ways. <laughs> it's very important. Uh, but it means that for me personally, like I'm always Anna first. I'm always putting her happiness first. But I also trust that she's doing the same for me. And I really think that when both people do that, both people end up happy. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if your spouse is transitioning, you have some fear that it's like, it's my happiness or hers. And maybe it feels like it can't be both. But mm-hmm. it's not true because we're both very happy. <laughs> the thing with marriage just in general is you're two people, you're going through life, but we change. We change throughout yeah. life. And that's what happens a lot of time with the marriage is we change apart. We change separately. We don't include each other. We don't like have this open dialogue. And I think in a way, maybe being transgender and going through all these steps and having to talk through all these steps and are you comfortable with this? And I want to do this now. And and that it, it kind of forces that communication that a lot of other relationships miss. Yeah, definitely. Like, it, it forced us to communicate about things. And I mean, I, I don't know if we would have been as good at that otherwise. That's a really good point. Have you found any new struggles since since she started transitioning? I've had fewer struggles <laughs> since then. Honestly, since like the farther we've gone through the transition, it's actually been easier for me. Uh, maybe just through practice. I don't know. I'm honestly pretty bad at, at communicating. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's it's different for every person, but I personally, I need some time sometimes to work out my feelings by myself before I can articulate them in a way that isn't just like maybe me crying or like uh, just in a way that makes sense and isn't like too emotional for me personally to handle. Um, so sometimes for the, like a day, I won't be able to talk about something that I'm feeling, but it's important to uh, to bring it up. And what's helpful for me is that when I'm upset, Anna asks what's wrong. <laughs> like she can tell and she pushes me to be like, what's wrong? <laughs> you know. Um, so I think maybe the best tip is if your partner's upset, push them a little bit. <laughs> Uh, not too much. Like sometimes people do need some space, but like, you know, it's sometimes people, they, well, always, they need to know that you're there and that you're listening and you can say like, okay, but I'm going to ask you again tomorrow. You need your time to process and mm-hmm. to come up with your thoughts. It's important for both sides to make sure the communication keeps going. Yeah. The communication needs to be open from both sides. So you have to push yourself to communicate, even if it's just like, I can't talk about it today but I will tomorrow, you know? Uh, But then the other person also, like, if if you're on the other side of that, like, be the one to keep asking. Um, Because, like, that's been helpful for me to have Anna do that for me. And I I imagine it's helpful when I do it for her, too. So um, you, you mentioned, you know, being in touch or being in touch with your emotions and things like that. How has HRT been for you guys? I hear a lot of, you know, things. I, I, I just started mine, so I'm not yeah. super familiar, but I, I've heard a lot of, you know, like, you know, the mood swings and kind of moodiness and, and crying a lot, <laughs> uh, being being more emotional. Has has that been a difficult thing for you to, to tra- traverse? Um, honestly, like, it's been a bit of a bonding experience, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never expected that my partner would also, like, you know, have PMS. <laughs> It's just great. Um, and so it's it's been a beautiful thing. Uh, we have different symptoms. 
but uh, definitely there are mood swings but no I wouldn't say it's been so difficult I think you know something about us both being women and having that experience uh we can talk about it openly Mm -hmm. it's just like are you on your period okay (laughs) I mean I don't usually say that the first time she says it first yeah it's it's been more exciting than anything to kind of like you know see your cycles match up and uh it's like it's quite beautiful to be able to share something like that where like if you're in a hetero relationship usually it's just like well that's just something I deal with and you don't understand but Mm -hmm. it's like we can really share that I, I really love it personally. Yeah, that was my next question. I, I was surprised to hear that because I, I figured it would kind of go 50-50 if it was possible that they would actually kind of sync up if if your hormones uh, levels. It's hormones, kind of, right? Yeah. So why not? <laughs> Seems got, to have happened. I mean, I don't know science. But <laughs> either that or, or Anna's just a really good uh, actor, huh? <laughs> <laughs> really good at acting grumpy with me for no reason sometimes. <laughs> What were some of your biggest fears? What 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 have what have they been along the the journey? Uh, just the fear of of not knowing how I would feel because like I'm a straight woman, so <laughs> I never you know pictured my life being like this. I've never really been like strongly attracted to women, uh, so it's it was just sort of the fear of like what if we. You know, what if we fall out of love? What if, like, it's not enough? That's the fear, I think, is that, like, what if this just becomes a friendship? That's not what either of us want. Um, yeah, just not knowing, like, because you can't you can't know the future. <laughs> and you certainly can't plan for your own feelings. It's honestly been good. Uh, we came out, you know, to my family, and, and my, my grandfather said something I thought was so wise. He said, you know, love covers a lot. I was like, that's so true. It's just like, you know, if I wasn't already married to you, maybe we wouldn't be here, you know, together. But we are. And it's amazing. And we love each other. And like. Well, and I think that the the sexuality, the, the, the sex question in the relationship you know, is, is the next big one of, you know, um, how, how is this going to work if we're, we're both women? I'm not a lesbian, the whole thing. But then, you know, the other side of that coin is again, every relationship, every marriage goes, you know, goes through sex troubles. Like there are are plenty of sexless marriages out there that are hetero and, you know, normal and all fine. Yeah. And like, really, you don't need a penis to have sex, to be honest. (laughs) We all know that. Like, Mm -hmm. why is that so scary? And even besides it, you know, they make plenty of great toys. Yeah, it's going to be fine. You'll be fine. (laughs) Do you define your sexuality any different now? Uh, Yeah, it's a good question. Honestly, like, I'm married, so (laughs) it just all feels a little bit irrelevant, but not, not usually. I do find myself, like, attracted to a wider variety of people now, but I also, like, know a wider variety of people so that might be related (laughs) you know most of the time it's still like if I'm watching tv it's like dudes I'm like that guy's hot you know (laughs) it's more or less the same but uh I'm very attracted to my wife and uh that's how it should be when you're married so that's good have you noticed any changes in personality outside of emotions uh communication humor empathy has any of that kind of stuff changed and 
evolved in your relationship? Yeah, I mean, I think that transitioning has been a healthy thing psychologically, and there's many benefits that come with that. Uh, transitioning certainly has has made Anna a happier person, and that makes me a happier person. <laughs> when we sure. talked before, you you mentioned that you never felt trapped or cornered. You always felt empowered. What were the things that, that Anna did to help you with that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. You don't want either of you to feel trapped. I think what was helpful for me was that, yeah, I was constantly like acknowledged and I knew that I was being put first, um, knowing that I was being considered and heard and that like Anna was willing to take it at my pace. You know, I think that really helped where she would say like, okay, you know, if you are uncomfortable, you know, we press pause, we, we take a look at this and we, we talk about it. Um, nobody wants to feel trapped. It's important that you as the person coming out feel that you're not trapped, you know, and I, that's what I want for my wife. <laughs> you know, she's feeling trapped in this identity that's not hers. Uh, and that's not what I want. No, that you know, doesn't make for a, a, an equal relationship either because yeah, yeah, then one exactly. person's hiding or, or you know, stay, keeping away from some part of themselves. At the time, at the moment when you're having that conversation, it feels like it's me or it's you. It feels like you can't have both. Now, it's not true, but it doesn't make the feeling less scary. So both parties need to be willing to at least, like, try to compromise or to meet in the middle and to say, like, okay, here's what we'll try first, mm -hmm. you know? Like, let's try this, see how it goes. Let's try that, see how it goes. And, like, yeah, I, I think it was helpful for me to feel like, you know, it wasn't just happening with or without me. Is that something that might make people feel like you, you can't talk about it, right? If your partner's not willing to at least talk to you about how you feel – they're just saying, I'm doing this, you know, mm -hmm. you're like, well, I guess I can't say anything bad, you know, yeah. I can't talk about how I feel uncomfortable. And that I think can break the marriage. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. I think, I think if you're trans, you have to be like, mm. you just have to do it. I think the partner needs to be involved in the process, but the trans person's partner also needs to be willing to, you know, acknowledge that this is the thing that's going to be the healthiest and happiest. And there's no two ways around that. Uh, again, going back to that kind of black and white sort of thing, neither of you can put down the ultimatum. Like if, if you, yes. you have to be willing first to keep the relationship together. That has to be the thing that both of you are willing to do. Yes. Then I think, I think like you said, really the, good way to put it. the, the yeah. second thing <laughs> is, is you have to be willing to put your partner above you. Like you have to at least be willing to try that. Um, yeah. And then you, you you just can't put down any ultimatums and just say let's let's go through this and, and you know take it take it slowly take it step by step and and see how how it's going to go what would your advice be for a significant other who just found out oh. that their <laughs> partner is trans be kind first and foremost uh, i think that if especially if it comes as a shock you know you might start to put up walls or feel defensive or feel like you have to protect your interests. But my advice is that um, this is harder for the trans person than it is for you. 
it, it just is. <laughs> uh, and that doesn't feelings are not valid and, and you do need to, you know, be able to talk to them about them with your partner. Uh, but realize that, you know, however long it takes for you to realize, uh, try to understand that your partner needs your support unconditionally. That's, that's absolutely what they need. And it's really hard for them to be going through this. They've been dealing with this their whole life and, and they really can't be happy without it. Not truly. And, and, you know, I think part of the reason people feel like they've lost something or like their partner is, is gone is because they had an idea of who this person was and what their relationship was mm-hmm. that has actually been a lie. You know, you thought you were happy in your relationship, but this person isn't happy in their relationship. <laughs> like they're happy with you maybe, but they're not happy with them. And you can't be happy in a relationship if you're not happy with yourself, right? Really put your partner first. Don't hide your feelings, but recognize that like they really need you. Support them and like and if you need to take it slow, take it slow, but but be there for them. Were there any steps throughout the transition to this point that you've pushed back on and and where you've used that that right to to pull the brake a little bit? No. Uh <laughs> Honestly, not yet. So that's the thing is that, uh, you know, Anna said, you know, if there's anything you're not comfortable with, we will sort of pull the brake. But we never got there. Every mm-hmm. every step that we went to, it was like, oh, yeah, this is okay. This is fine. Or even this is fun. You know, <laughs> uh, there's some fun about experiencing it together. I remember um, it must have been shortly after we got married. Um, she wanted to try makeup and I don't wear a lot of makeup and at that time it was much less even mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really didn't have very much but I was like okay stuff, like let's try it and it was fun yes yeah, so it was fun like to try like you know let's let's put on some makeup and she felt so happy when she saw her face and like honestly my makeup like wasn't for her face it was like the colors weren't right. So we were like, we got to get some better colors. <laughs> and so we bought like a bunch of makeup, which is fun for me also. Uh, but, you know, sometimes taking those steps together is an adventure and it's fun. And you can be married, but also gal pals. It's kind of nice. <laughs> Where are you in her transition? I, I remember right. when we had our, our conversation that bottom surgery was mentioned. Is that something that you are confident in and are both both confident in and are moving forward with yes we are moving forward with uh with the bottom surgery we're on the wait list everything's on policy should be coming up um yeah we're in canada so it is um covered by healthcare in our country um which is lucky dogs really lucky yeah and that made it a lot you know easier in the not emotional way (laughs) to uh, go forward in that um yeah, I think that was, of course, something I originally was not sure about. In marriage, like, there's always sex issues. There's <laughs> there's ways to have sex. Like, it's going to be fine. Um, and I think, yeah, it's about putting your partner first. And I think I'm, I'm more confident because we've had these other steps first. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've all gone fine. It's, she's living now out full time. And it's not a problem for me. So I can't imagine that this is going to be a significant additional problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 
yeah, and yeah, even if it's a minor problem, like it's it's definitely one we can get over. And I know that you know I'm not going to feel pressured to do anything I'm not comfortable with. She's you know obviously the same. I'm not going to pressure her to do things she doesn't want to do. So I I feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's something that's going to make her really happy, and that's the thing that's made me happiest so far. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that dovetails into one of the. The questions here that I didn't think was going to so that's great do, do you find that since Anna started living her more authentic self that she feels do you notice more confidence in her and just more comfortable in her own skin yeah <laughs> actually I yeah I have a story um I think I told you last time um yeah before she came out uh <laughs> It's a really stupid thing, but we would uh, go to restaurants. Like, if we went to a fancy restaurant, she was very self-conscious about me. <laughs> she would be self-conscious about, like, the way I was eating and, like, she's like, you put your elbows on the table. I don't know if that's a real thing she said or not. But, <laughs> for example, it, was, it seemed so stupid to me. Like, I didn't care, but she was worried about it. And she was just, like, just nervous the whole time. Uh, it got. It was to the point where I was like, "We just can't go to fancy restaurant. That's gonna be our life." Like, I'm married to this person who can't handle going to fancy restaurants with me. It, she's too self conscious. We're that just gonna never do that. But since she started transitioning, <laughs> even when it was like way more likely that, <laughs> like early in the transition, when like people would be more likely to be staring, mm-hmm. she was chill you know <laughs> we would go to a fancy wedding or something and she had a great time just being able to wear women's pants not even a dress you know? <laughs> and it was like after that that I realized I was like oh my gosh it wasn't it wasn't me <laughs> she dressed up feeling like she had to be looking like a man and she's not a man <laughs> mm-hmm. so absolutely it's even these small things that you don't connect to being related to that at all I never thought it was related to that but now I realize it totally was so absolutely um Mm -hmm. way more self-confidence you know it almost seems ironic but it's not at all because you're Mm -hmm. living your true self you know we all feel more confident when we feel like we're in our own skin you know (laughs) yes how did your friends and family react Mm -hmm. yeah of course um um mostly positive uh luckily yeah a couple of outliers but for the most part yeah the people closest to us have responded positively and we're really lucky with that you know we have supportive parents um and siblings and you know even like and friends and et cetera, et cetera. so um yeah we're we're lucky to have had generally positive reactions i mean i think You'd be so lucky to find a trans person who doesn't have one person who reacted negatively. But yeah. um, for us, it's been overall a success story in that way. Yeah, we're really, really lucky. Did you have any fears going into it, both of you coming out then to your parents? Um, I think Anna was a lot more afraid than I was. Um, so maybe, I don't know if I would have been afraid if she wasn't. But maybe there was just no room for me because she was just so worried about it. I was like, it's going to be fine. Uh, I had to like 
be there for her. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I think, you know, I know my family and I, that at least like my parents and my brother uh, would be fine. I knew they would be fine because I know them. Um, mm. Sometimes telling someone that doesn't make it less scary, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> so I know my parents are going to be fine because of the way that they've acted towards me in the past, things that they've said in the past. Uh, I, there's no number of times that I can reassure uh, Anna of that before she comes out to It's going to make it less scary, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I kind of knew our lives have been, or at least my life is very heteronormative in general. But, uh, you know, my parents have been, always been open. And uh, I'm sure that my mom has said things like, you know, if you did have a girlfriend, that would be okay. Or, um, or I, I know once she said that if she didn't like a boyfriend that I brought home, like she just wouldn't say anything. Uh-huh. You know, she wouldn't, she wouldn't like disapprove of someone because there's just no point in that. And I think she understood that if you if you do that, you you make your child choose between you and the person that they're in love with. And for most of us, that's an easy choice. It's not mom. Yeah, I would. I won't say it was easy for them. You know, it's hard to hear. Uh, of course, you know they also had their image of what my life was going to be like, and and now it's a little harder. So, of course, it wasn't easy. But they're, yeah, very accepting. We still have a good relationship um, with with both of our parents. Yeah. Did Did either of them express anything specifically? Were there any um, particular fears that they had that they? Um... No. Um, I'm sure they do have specific fears, but <laughs> they, yeah, they didn't um, say anything specific. Okay. Uh, it, she stuck I to her word. They, they understand it's a personal and sort of private decision that we didn't take lightly. So they just sort of kept it to themselves, I guess. <laughs> well, I just love going back to what your, your, your mom's perspective. That was another situation where, you know, the ultimatums are, right. the ultimatums, not ultimatums are, do not help. Yeah. They, they, yeah. I have never responded well to that personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as there's an ultimatum, it's over, right? The relationship's over already, I think. You can't give someone an ultimatum and expect to get what you want out of it, right? It's putting up a fight. You know, and I understand if it sometimes feels necessary, but uh, it's a really good point. Ultimatums never, never help build a relationship, let's say that. Did the perspective of your family or friends... Uh, or co- uh, colleagues in work affect any of your decisions or a- any of your kind of thought process? No, I <laughs> I think I've like kind of realized this about myself recently is that like I, I'm not that worried about what people think, other people think. <laughs> um, so maybe that was part of it. It's like if they aren't willing to accept the person that I'm married to, uh, then they don't accept me, and that's that, right? Uh, and, like, if you don't accept me, you don't accept me. So, like, we're not going to be friends. Like, we're just not. Um, so, no, I don't. I wouldn't say that it affected, you know, my decision at all. Um, you know, <laughs> am I going to let my friends and coworkers, like, not let me make me not support my spouse absolutely not right (laughs) um the main challenge for me was like kind of that now i had to kind of come out um 
uh, work was the place where I like didn't come out right away. Um, I came out to my coworkers, not like officially. It wasn't like, guys, my wife is trans. It was just like, I would just mention it casually. And people were like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> just, just don't make a big deal of it. Nobody else does. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, she's trans. So <laughs> uh, I teach um, English as a second language. That's my job. Okay. Um, so this is <laughs> a challenge. Um, so for a long time, I just had sort of a rule where I just didn't come out to any of my students. It's just mm. a secret from the students. Um, at place where I work, you get a lot of students from Saudi Arabia specifically. It's not a great country for the gays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, there was a time when I pretty much all men from this country, and it, it was sometimes scary for me, you know, they start making jokes homophobic jokes and it it made me feel quite threatened um but it's actually been better since i broke that rule and i've been telling everyone that i have a wife (laughs) they don't usually see her uh but uh just mentioning casually that i have a wife uh you know kind of signals to people that maybe like homophobic jokes are not chill in my class Mm, (laughs) Yeah, those aren't going to fly here. Actually, it's not going to impress anybody. Yeah, we're just not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, now I teach on the internet. Which, uh, I have a lot more control over what's talked about in my room, so that's good. Mute. Uh, yeah. That was, I think, the, the main challenge. It didn't affect my decision, but it was just hard to know, like, you know, is it safe for me to tell people that I'm you know, have a wife, never mind a trans wife. <laughs> uh, mm. Sometimes even just like that first concept is like a no-go for a lot of people. So um, that was the main challenge, but it's been easier since I just started telling everybody that I have a wife. You know, I'm always telling anecdotes and I'll just say like, oh yeah, my wife this, my wife that. And people just sort of go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you don't make a big deal out of it. They don't make a big deal out of it. And I think that the power dynamic is is a factor absolutely um you know i'm the teacher so they have to respect me i'm not saying that this applies to other contexts but for me an element of protection in that what have you learned about yourself and anna through this transition i think that i've learned that oh my gosh (laughs) i mean honestly like so many like so many things that i can't even quantify them honestly like i think that i'm just a totally different person in a good way like I'm a more tolerant person I I would have always considered myself to be tolerant before but like you know I just it's so much more now um I think that I've learned things about myself yeah that like uh you know sexuality is is very fluid you know we all know that but you never necessarily know it about yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, until you're like oh well here we are um, so yeah, I think I learned that, and um, yeah, I learned something about Anna, that she was, you know, self-conscious about this, and now she is a beautiful, confident person, you know, I think, yeah, it all feels like like it's just the way it always was, but it's not, I guess. So it's hard to say, like, I learned this, or I, this mm-hmm. is different, because it, it just feels like this is the way it was always meant to be. You're like, yeah, I guess it wasn't always like that. <laughs> If I look back, yeah, I think that it's, it's for me, made me definitely a better person and more careful about the things that I say, and I think that helps everyone. 
how has the streaming and her being out so publicly as a trans person, how has that been for you? It's no problem for me. Um, I'm so glad that she can feel comfortable enough to like, you know, stream on the internet. I, I love that. Um, you know, obviously I recognize why it's important for there to be representation <laughs> um, in problems like this, you know, um, and so I'm really proud that she is doing that. The, the, the follow-up in, in, in Peach's question, of course, was do, yeah. does she have any diva moments that you have to deal with? <laughs> diva moments? Oh, no. Like for streaming? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, she's too nice. <laughs> I, I, love, I love this question. Have you noticed any things turning up missing either in your makeup bag or in your closet that in my closet no we're we're different sizes Um, (laughs) so unfortunately I can't really share clothes Uh, sort of a blessing and a curse at the same time I don't know if I want to out her but she's she's six feet tall you guys and I'm five two so it's different Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um no we we share everything that is possible to share anyway so like it's not my makeup bag you know uh there's like the thing in my makeup bag because i like them and and them but like uh if she wanted to use it i wouldn't have a problem with that no we we share everything so Mm -hmm. Uh, except yeah we don't share clothes because it's just physically it's like difficult is there anything else that you can think of in closing that you have as advice for young trans people, closeted trans people that are afraid of that conversation with their spouse or significant other? Um, I mean, it's, it's not going to be easy. Of course, like you already know that, but I think the thing to remember is that like, it, it is going to make you happier in the end, you know, one way or another, right? If, even if, the worst thing you're imagining happens like the relationship fails and and whatever you'll always be happier living your authentic life and and it's worth having that conversation and it is possible right it is possible for it to be a beautiful healthy marriage and or relationship or whatever you want to have yeah it's absolutely like know that either way you're going to be happier but like it doesn't have to be a disaster. Yeah, if your partner is like willing to try, mm. um, it can be beautiful. You can't control what they are willing to do or not, but uh, yeah, like try to involve them because if they if they are willing to earnestly like try to stay in this relationship and like and love you the way you are and love you for who you are and put your happiness first as they should, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that's. That's what I would say. Like, if they're really willing to treat you the way you deserve to be treated by your partner, it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have fun. Well, I, I wish that a, a larger majority of the women out there were like you because I, I don't think that that's the case. And, and I think that she really got lucky in stumbling across you. Um, I mean, I got lucky too. She's pretty amazing. So. Yeah, we think she's okay, right? Aaron, if you were to give one piece of advice regarding how to love yourself after coming out, 
once you decided to step out into that into the light for a trans person from okay. your perspective you know what what is some advice you have for learning to love yourself honestly it, it's uh, kind of like some advice that I tell my students who are English when you have a goal sometimes you you it can be difficult in a long process because you see where you want to go and you feel like you're not there sometimes if it's a really slow process you feel like nothing's and I think that's like why you know you have transition Tuesday it's important um you know don't look at where you want to go look at where you came from applies to English and transitioning (laughs) I just realized Uh, so it's like uh you know look at how much happier you are now than when you started look at how much more you like your own reflection in the mirror obviously you're not gonna love everything literally nobody that i know loves everything that they see in them um and you know most of us don't get to look like instagram models there's lots of photos showing that even instagram models don't look instagram models right uh so don't try not to focus on where you want to go look at where you came from and 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 say yeah you know what I love myself more now and I, I feel more like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, if you need a reminder that you've come so far and what you're doing is worth it, maybe, maybe try that. Well, this has been a wonderful discussion. I thank you so much for being willing to be on the show just in general, but to be so open and honest and answer some of those really deep and probing questions, phrasing, and just yeah, being willing to share everything. I really hope that this helps a lot of our trans and non-binary, either closeted or young people that are, that are either watching this live, see it later on Twitch or find it on YouTube. And I hope it really helps because as I said from the very beginning of this, I think that coming out to your significant other is one of the most difficult parts of being trans. And your advice here, your personal feelings and everything, I think are really going to help. So thank you so much for being here, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. It really, it was a pleasure. I'm glad I could be here. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Transgender Show from the Transverse Network. Watch the full video version of the show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash the transverse. And be sure to catch our slate of other great shows there as well. If you love what we're doing and want to support the transverse, you can do so by visiting patreon.com/the-transverse.